Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Welcome into the Money Night Podcast. I'm Wade Chessman, President and Wealth Advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. Great to be with you today. Today, I'm excited. We have another business owner podcast. So no Ben George, just me today, but I'm excited to bring in my special guest, Jeff Wilson, President. No, excuse me. I I made that mistake one time before, didn't I? It's founder and CEO of Saxony Partners. So Jeff, welcome into the podcast. Great to have you today. Thanks, Wade. Thanks Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And the cool thing about this podcast is that Jeff and I happen to have known each other for really ever since I moved to Dallas back in the 90s. So it's 20 something years and here I am having him on my podcast. I, we didn't even know what a podcast was back then, but I never would have thought of having on a podcast. So let's start out. Tell me a little bit about Saxony Partners. Uh, what do you guys do? How do you, who do you help? What do you do for them? Tell me a little bit about that. Saxony Partners is a technology and management consulting firm. We're based out of Dallas. We've got about 120 or so employees, you know, 250 or so clients. We started we started out serving specifically the, the real estate and real estate private equity mm-hmm. industry with the premise of, you know, that industry is really underserved by having a firm that really, really understands the insides and outs of the industry, but also deeply understands technology and how to solve problems with technology. And so, we started off initially serving the real estate private equity space with a lot of clients, had a lot of success. And then, you know, like anything else, realized that there are other industries and parallels to the real estate private equity space and have over time, you know, moved into other what we call kind of related industries. And so a lot of our clients look like private equity, real estate private equity, general financial services industries, because the, the issues there are still the same. And so we've expanded our services into other branches. About two or three years ago, we also started really focusing on kind of the North Texas as a market, mm-hmm. a little less of an industry focus there, but also just having the ability to, with a really good project methodology to have, you know, to, to go to companies that really need help typically around data access to data, reporting data, application build, et cetera, so much so that we've actually trademarked the phrase, do more with your data. So okay. at, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're a consulting firm, you know, a digital management uh, a services firm uh, based here. And so 10 years old, uh, serving clients from actually Athens, Greece, to London, to no Boston, to San Diego. And so you, so just for the guy that's sitting on the non-techie guy, listening to this, what do you mean help them with their data? What kind of help do they need with data? A lot of times companies will have information, another word for data, just trapped in either systems that aren't connected to talk to each other, Mm -hmm. or what's very common is information is originated and stays in Excel files. Oh, yeah. That's then needed for like reporting and decision making, et cetera. And, and honestly, sometimes Excel works if you're small, but over the years, once you grow and scale, you really need a platform, mm-hmm. a database, a data warehouse, automated reports to really 
unlock that data, right? Yeah. And have it visible and accessible through through your broader organization. So a company might have started off using, you know, paper, and then they went to Excel, and then they got a bunch of data in Excel, but they don't have a great way of getting it to to actually use it to help them make decisions. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so they need a decisioning platform, a reporting platform, a data platform, or you know, they have an idea of. Gosh, you know, we, we need to build an application to help automate some of these processes. There's not an application that we can buy off the shelf. Will you build an application custom for us? And we do that also. Okay, cool. All right. So we, we have a little, I mean, I'm not saying I completely understand it 100%, but I understand you help people with data. And I understand data and I understand it can be a mess and you want to get it cleaned up. So that's pretty cool. Tell me a little bit about what you did before you started the business. So you know, you, you get out of college and you do what? So, you know, my career has really been broken down into like three chapters. Okay. The early chapter, I was at Arthur Anderson Business Consulting, mm-hmm. downtown, you know, in the mid ni- mid-90s through the dot-com era, still in financial services. They, you know, back then they really tried to organize their staff by industry. And, and I was in the financial services industry and absolutely loved it. And, you know, Goldman Sachs was one of my frequent clients off and on. And, and wait, if you can remember when the Bush administration indicted Arthur Anderson over the whole Enron yeah, thing. Yeah, that was a good times. Yeah. <laughs> that created, quote, an opportunity for me, I might say. And <laughs> in, in today's That's a nice language. way of saying it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so Goldman, as a client of mine, he said, well, you know, why don't you come work for us? And specifically, it was for their their real estate division here in Dallas called the Archon Group, um, actually out in Las Colinas. And so I, I started at Archon in the early 2000s. I was the technology um, COO globally for them. And, and it was a phenomenal experience. Archon was one of the largest companies in their space. They're a real estate asset management firm uh, managing assets. And the Whitehall Funds, which were one of the largest opportunistic funds in the world, and it was great because the Goldman mentality was to really use technology to do everything. And so being so that, was your, that was that was your job to help them get their data, right? Yeah. Yeah. Being a technologist was like great because we had a big staff and a big budget with an appetite from the business to really spend it and automate things. And so we really we really learned a lot about how to solve a lot of these data issues in the real estate private equity space. And that. And, and that's really what got me thinking, because when, when we were at Archon, we, we routinely used consulting firms like PwC or Deloitte or local consulting firms to augment our own internal staff for project work. Okay. And every time we would go to market to augment our staff, we kind of had one of two options. One option was you go to one of these larger, more established firms that did know something about real estate. Mm-hmm. But they weren't technologists. They weren't developers. I couldn't. They weren't hand on keyboards, you know, slinging code, etc. Right. They're more functional. Or I could go to a, a local services firm, local consulting firm that understood technology, Java, Oracle, whatever. But they didn't know anything about the industry, and so you okay. spent about as much time training these people on the gap in the skills. And that's where, through a series of a lot of different events. That happened, I had the opportunity to create Saxing Partners to, as I mentioned before, really bring the best of those worlds together. And so we say, you know, no other firm, and this is true, really, no other firm, especially in the industries that we serve, 
combines both the, the deep, deep industry expertise of our company along with the deep technical expertise together into a single solution. So, so, so you were out there, you were working for Archon, <clears throat> probably doing okay, and you saw this need and then you just, you just felt led. You just like, I got to do, go do this. Well, it, it, that sounds simple. And, and, and if Matt Hooper, head of marketing was here, he'd probably gloss that up a little bit, but like all true stories, it's not always as glamorous as, as, <laughs> as the marketing department puts it out. So, I mean, it was, it was, you know, there was an ex, actually friend of mine at Anderson that also worked at Archon who left it worked at a, at, at a large kind of competitor to Archon in many ways, he called and reached out and said, Hey, you know, we're trying to put the Archon Humpty Dumpty back together again, so to speak over here, this other company. And we've got a lot of the pieces of the puzzle figured out, but we don't have the tech piece figured out. Yeah. Do you know anybody, or would you be interested in coming to help us solve the tech riddle? And, and this was, you know, late 2010, you know, this was on the heels of Goldman Sachs becoming a merchant bank, which had a very negative impact, bank holding company rather, which had a negative impact on Archon. The economy was tough. And, you know, the, the, the bright future of Archon had been pretty dim. And so I was open to leaving. Okay. And interviewed with them and, and they came back and said, hey, listen, you're the guy. I got good news and bad news for you. The good news is you're the guy. The bad news is we don't have any actual headcount open. But we got money. So if you would be interested in coming on as a contractor for a period of time until you know, we run through the machine mm-hmm. and have headcount open, it's game on. And I had no problem taking the risk of doing that. And, they, and then they said, well, hey, listen, you've got one of two options. You can, you can, we'll get you on board with one of our existing staffing firms that we use and you get a paycheck every other week or if you want, you can create your own little company and we'll just pay you once a month and blah, blah, blah. Care less what you do is fine with me. I thought about it over the weekend and said, you know, it might be kind of fun to just create my own little business and have okay. revenue. Who knows how long it's going to last. And, and I just, I went down the road and did that. Spent the weekend trying to figure out a name for the company. Of course, every single .com yeah. domain name has already been taken. And 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 came up with the name Saxony Partners, and as the and as we started progressing with this with this client who I thought was going to be my employer, like anything else, over time, you know, the closer you get to seeing how the sausage is made, mm-hmm. you're like, I just don't know that I want to do this as an employee. And so part of what I part of what they they asked me to come in and just say, hey, let's look at look at how we're doing things and help us automate, right? Every time. Every time we've kind of grown our business, we've had to grow headcount in parallel. It's, we didn't do that at Archon. What's the missing link? And, and, and we said, I, I came back after four or five months of, you know, kicking the tires and, and uh, I'm looking under all the rocks, said, listen, we need to go down the path of building a custom platform to manage all of your enterprise investment information and other information so that you can automate the routine, mundane, repeatable tasks. Yeah, right? makes sense. And put a package together and a plan, and, and it, it called for spending, you know, tens of millions of dollars, and they approved it. And I said, and they said, oh, are you sure you don't want to be employed? I said, no, but I will build this for you. I'll hire the people to do it, but I own the intellectual property. And after we're done with this, you know, I'm going to get a tent and tambourine, so to speak, and take my show on the road. And, 
And we talked through those issues over a period of time. And finally they said, yes. And, and then you had, you had that happy moment of hip, hip, hooray. We got this big, huge client. We're good to go. And then, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm a business owner now. What am I going to do? I got payroll. I got to figure out. I got all this other stuff. And, you know, it's been, a, it's been uh, thankfully, a, a, an amazing journey with a lot of highs and some lows in there. Yeah, let's talk about that. What are some of the lows that you've had, you know, when you think about building the business? Maybe the worst moments. Well, I've, I've tried to, through therapy, get them out of my memory. So thank yeah. you for bringing those back up. Yeah, you. you're welcome. <laughs> don't, you don't uh, have to get into detail, but, you know, people, this is a way for people to learn. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I think... You know, in those early years when we were captive to that one client, that's really risky. Yeah. And being too dependent on one one piece on, of business. Yeah. And there was one or two relationships with that client that that at times were just a bit volatile. And so mm-hmm. I'm going, oh my gosh, you know, if this person is in a bad mood, I'm gonna have to lay off my entire company. Or, you know, so those are some pretty low points for us. I think for a lot of people, COVID, the early days of COVID was low because it was so uncertain. Yeah. You just, you know, you just didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring. And, and, you know, again, thankfully over, you know, through the summer as things began to kind of become a little bit more predictable and, and our business certainly took a slowdown, you know, March through July, but yeah. just like the white house predicted it in, in August, it picked right back up and, you know, a very stressful time for a lot of people. Really right? isn't, that, isn't that crazy that one of your worst times in your whole business was last year? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, I, you know, I think like anything else, you can grow personally and professionally through easy times. Right. But that's not usually what how you do it. It's harder to do that because you're thinking, man, I'm king of the universe. Everything's going great. Right. I'm doing nothing wrong. (laughs) Right. But it's in the uncertain times, it's in the lows, it's in the downturns when you're able to focus on the challenge, business challenges and and the warts of your business, so to speak. Right. To really deal with those and and sharpen your knife and come out of it better. And, And I'm thankful because we've got such a great team that works with me here that, that COVID, fortunately, it was hard and stressful, but it was one of those times that that allowed us to, to sharpen our knife. And, yeah, I mean, and it's like that in your. Better. It's like that in our spiritual lives too. You know, as Christians, the same thing. You don't yep. typically you don't typically grow when things are going great. It's when the bad times come that where the real growth comes. Like, yeah. That's how it's been in my life. So okay, so let's talk about the good times. So, what are some of the best moments you've had? You know, while building Saxony. You know, it's a lot. I think, you know, clearly when we got that first big contract with our first client, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah, that's cool. Races. But then, you know, then it was still an idea. But another big high was, you know, when we got really our first genuine second client. Right. Where you weren't and, dependent on the one revenue source that could just tell you to take a hike. And yeah, and, and my whole premise around, the, our business model, which is the combination of industry knowledge and technical expertise together into one thing was completely validated. And it was, a, it was another very large competitor in this space, global company, you know, reached out their CIO chief information officer reached out to help us basically build a technology strategy and roadmap for them on a global basis. And mm-hmm. 
you know, one of the things that I've done is I always over-prepare for meetings like this. And I went in there, you know, had my best, you know, fresh razor, best shade, right? Mm -hmm. I had completely prepared for this presentation to effectively the North America Management Committee. Wow. And Wade, I'm not seven minutes into the presentation when, you know, the, the U.S. president interrupts me and says, Jeff, you clearly understand our business. Now let's get to the details and how we execute this proposal. All right. I'll, I'll never forget that. I'm like, oh my gosh. Because they were <laughs> I, wait, I had another 40 minutes of talking. I need to get done here. Yeah. Well, it's just the our business our business proposition was validated. Well, that's cool. By another out, outside party. And yeah. so because you weren't was, really sure at that point, you only had one client. Right. And like, so now, okay, we got a second client. We got to start really creating processes and strategies. And how are we going to get client number two and three? And, you know, and in the real estate world, you know, we now had the privilege of doing business with some of the largest real estate clients in the world, like CBRE, Cushman Wakefield, JLL, LaSalle, et cetera. It's mm-hmm. always very proud to see us do that. And then oh, probably over the last two or three years, it's probably every bit as much proud as being able to grow a team and have the team go out into the marketplace and bring back the elephant of a logo without me being involved. Yeah. And so now, now we up to you. It feels like we've created something that's self-sustaining and, and is growing even more. And, and so I think those have been some real high watermarks um, um, for us. And then, you know, we made the Inc 500 fastest growing privately held companies for four or five years in a row. Same thing for the D 100. That's it's nice to be recognized that way. Yeah, that's great. You know, uh, we, we've had a lot of employees have babies that we call Saxony babies. Right. Which right. it's, you know, so there's, there's a lot of just wonderful things. When we sit back and look over 10 years, that's the awesome. lives that we've been able to impact through our customers and through our employees. It's, it's, we're real fortunate in that regard. I love that. So what advice, you know, here you are, I mean, 10 years into your business, what advice would you give to business owners or people that are thinking about it? I, I would say the following. I would say, and some of this just seems so obvious, but you got to recognize that for the most part, it's going to feel like the entire world is against you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, you know, the forces of gravity, everybody's going to say, you know, it's never been done this way. That's not the way to do it, you know, whatever. But just never give up. If you feel like you've got an idea that deserves to be, flushed out in the marketplace, just don't listen to the naysayers, Mm. you know, listen to yourself. And, and, and I've not, I know a lot of other business owners. I've never met a one of them that's been successful that hasn't gotten there through a lot of hard work. Right. It doesn't come, no one's going to hand it to you. Right. Every once in a while, clients, customers call and say, Hey, listen, can you start Monday? <laughs> but, you know, that's just not typical. And so you got to go out there and take it. And you, and, and you got to really have a lot, of, a lot of fire in your belly to make it happen. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. I hear that over and over. Any advice you'd give to, say, a younger Jeff? Of course, I knew you when you were pretty young. So but, why didn't you give me that advice? Well, because I was too dumb, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, I think... It's important to have somebody that you really are close to in life 
that you can open up to to really hear feedback about yourself. You know, you're talking about someone who's willing to give you honest feedback about your the things you're doing well, but also maybe things you're not doing so well. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, it really is. Yeah. Thankfully, a lot of that, well, for the longest time about all other areas of my life, that's been my wife, thankfully. Yeah. She's pretty awesome. She is. But I would say she has been uh, an even stronger advisor on business related matters over the last several years. I mean, her just intuition. Yeah. You know, and so, it, and again, I'm, I'm young, mature. I think I'm Superman. There is no kryptonite for me, right? right. Yeah, you know, I think I probably, my road would have been a little less bumpy if at times I would have been a little more open to hearing other advice and feedback from trusted yeah. sources. Well, I know one of the things you're doing as a company, which has come up a lot on this podcast, is you're doing you're using traction in the opera entrepreneurial yep. operating system. US. That helps that that's a good that does help build some of that into that, which is nice. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, man. Well, this is great stuff. What if someone's interested in what you guys do? How do they get a hold of you? Hit our webpage. That's the easiest thing. So it's a great website, by the way. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, www.saxonypartners.com, S-A-X-O-N-Y partners.com is the best way to understand what we do and it's the best way to reach out to us. Well, hey, Jeff, it was awesome having you on the podcast today. I knew it would be great. And I learned a lot too. I didn't know some of this stuff. I mean, I just, you know, it's basically you just didn't walk in one day and a business was started. I think that that's the thing. It takes time. It takes effort. It's a progress. It's a process. And it, takes a lot of like you said takes a lot of investment and you got and I love the fact that you know the advice you would give to people is to have people around you that are willing to talk truth to you you got to have a team that you can trust for sure okay. absolutely awesome man thanks a lot I appreciate it how you bet thank you Wade okay The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.